0: and out of the house of slavery not have any other mighty ones against my face do not make for yourself a car of damage any likeness of that which is in the heavens above or which is in the earth beneath or which is in the waters under the earth do not bow down to them nor serve them for I Yahweh Elohim am a jealous ill visiting the crookedness of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing love and commitment to thousands of those who love me and guard my commands. You know, I bring the name of Yahweh Elohim to naught, for Yahweh does not leave the one unpunished who brings his name to naught. Remember the Sabbath day to set apart. Six days you labor and shall all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of Yahweh Elohim. You do not do any work. You, nor your son, nor your daughter, no a male servant, nor a female servant, nor a cattle, nor a stranger who is within the gates. For in six days y'all made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rest of the seventh day. Therefore y'all blessed the seventh day, and set apart. Respect your father and your mother, so that your days are prolonged upon the soil, which all y'all him is giving you. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, not bear for against your neighbor, not cover neighbor's house, not cover neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, whichever belongs to your neighbors.
1: Glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah. Y'all hear me pretty good, Saint. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Y'all just God is good. his mercy glory forever. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, saints, so We're going to start out with a prayer here. Hallelujah to the Father. Hallelujah. Most high we bless you today, Father. We give you all praise, honor, and the glory. Father, we thank you for that another spot. Thank you for allowing us to assemble here and as well outside, all over the world, wherever the people are assembled today. I pray that the words Forth, uh nourishment to all of us and to our, our, our minds, our bodies, our soul, and to help us be better, better, as people as you called in this last day and time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Find all spirits, anything that we try to interfere with the message we're going forth, Father. Hallelujah. Pray, Father, Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Y'all may see this, son. Right? Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's so good to see y'all. It's never the last one of y'all. I know a lot of y'all travel from far. Hallelujah. Naked here. Right? Uh, I tell you after all that we go through throughout the week, so good and refreshing to see, uh, the saints. Hallelujah. The set apart one. Hallelujah. Well y'all is good. Let's give him another hand clap of praise. Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah! 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 Oh! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Hallelujah! You are worthy! Hallelujah! Oh, worship! All praise! All praise! All praise! Messiah!
1: Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It's important for us to do that. And to always give praise. Hallelujah. You know, it's easy for us to go about our life and do the different things, our different chores, or whatever we got that, that's going on. But it's always good to take time to stop and give praise to the Acknowledge him. Hallelujah. Glory to the Father. wife back here this morning, she's like, praise? I looked at him. I'm like, yeah, I'll praise. I said, you said praise? I said, yeah, let me get, let me, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Can't forget that. Glory to the King. But, hallelujah, He's good. He's worthy. Definitely. Hallelujah. But, um, uh, it's an honor. It is a privilege to be here before you all. Hallelujah. Uh, before I get started, I just want to give all honor and all praise to Hallelujah. Because without him, you know, where would we be? We'd be lost. Hallelujah. But He decided to choose us. He decided for us to be here. In this time, right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as it's been said, he said the best for last. Hallelujah. So we are, we're grateful. Think about it. We could have been dead. Hallelujah. Lost in our sins. Think about where we come from. Hallelujah. So he's brought us a mighty long way. Hallelujah. One thing we can't forget, saints, is that with all that he's done for us and all that he, where he's brought us from, so he requires a lot of us. Hallelujah. And, uh, especially here, uh, in this ministry, as we get a lot, we get a lot fed to us on a weekly basis. Hallelujah. So a lot is required out of us. We're gonna talk a little bit today, uh, about pride, about stubbornness. Hallelujah. Um I heard Shepard mention this about, about two weeks ago, and he said how stubborn, uh, this generation is. Hallelujah. And prideful. Um before we, uh, go, go off into it, I want to say this. I appreciate you, Brother Ron, for addressing Uh, Saints, when we come here, uh, and we get ready for Shabbat, I mean for, for service, y'all should come in here ready to pray, ready to, uh, you know, get yourselves together, ready for the message. It's not a time to me over in the child hall to, uh, you know, gathering. It's, that's not the time for that. We need to be in here warring. We need to be in here praying. Get ourselves ready. All right. And even brothers, uh, if you're in here, if, you, if nothing's wrong with you, your help, get down and pray, man. I see, I've see, seen a few of y'all just sitting in your seats. And don't allow your wives to go over there to hide. You know what I'm saying? I know some of them have children. They need to nurse, but that's one thing. But man, y'all should be in here praying, all right? Hallelujah. Get that out of the way. But, uh, also heard Pastor Corey touch on it as well and talk about how stiff neck and hard heartedness. Is as well. I heard Duke Miguel mention, you know, this generation is so used to that romanticism. and can't take with youth. So used to that soft talk. And when people correct you, feel like it's, it can't take, it's taken the wrong way. But that's love. We don't even know what love really is and how to equate love, right? We got to get out of that. Because um, we're going to be told what to do all of us are. Isn't that right? None of us are above correction. We're all on this journey. We're trying to get to a certain point. We're trying to make it to the kingdom, right? And we're going to be corrected, alright? I mean, that's, that's, we don't have it all figured out. And that's another thing I'm going to uh, uh, talk about too. You know, some of us, we like to put ourselves above others and think that we've arrived. But hey, we're all on this journey together. Hallelujah. We need one another. Yeah, this, this generation and, uh, the thing about pride and stubbornness, too, you've got to be careful because it, it does grieve the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? How can God deal with us? How can he pour into us, right, in the state and the condition that we're in that we can't be told and we know it all, right? We so easily to be offended. Hallelujah. Look at how many have left already from amongst us. You know what I mean? Because they had it right, and we all are wrong here. But they had it right. That's not right. So if we get started here, Teacher saying if you don't mind, Read it from you. Have you apocryphal with you? If not, I have it here. I can start out. I can start out. Uh, it's a rock here. The rock, chapter 3, 30, verse 26. It says, A stubborn heart shall fare evil at the last, and he that loveth danger shall perish therein. An obstinate heart shall be laden with sorrow, and the wicked man Shall he sin upon sin? In the punishment of the proud, there is no remedy for the plant of wickedness had taken root in him. Hallelujah! So, man, that ain't ain't no ain't no way out for it. It's just you got that root of, of sin and in you, and there's no way you can be you can be recovered. Really, some saints fancy themselves to be better than others, as I said two minutes ago, and have a ride. They think they have arrived. You can tell by their action, right? They may not say it all the time, but you can tell by, by the way they act. First Corinthians 10 and 12, let me know how this sounds. Is it, is it too loud? Are y'all all right? Y'all good? Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 says, Wherefore, let him that think he standeth, take heed, lest he fall. Hallelujah. But so don't be too careful, hallelujah, lest he fall. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, we all are on a journey, kind of just to get certain point, we're trying to get to the kingdom, right? Hallelujah. Where where is that compassion? Where is that love for one for another, right? Answer this: What gain is it? What, what what do we profit to see our brother or our sister fall? You know what I mean. What is it for us to have bragging rights? Oh, I don't I don't get that. I I never did. You know what I mean. That's not the example that the the Messiah set for the us, right? Would you agree that he was a humble man? Would you agree? Hallelujah. His whole essence, the whole reason he was here was to, to help us, to save us, right? Our salvation, our savior, right? So we don't, we don't get that behavior. We don't get that those traits. We don't get that from Messiah. We don't get that from him. That's straight from the house of time, right? That's selfishness. That's, that's, that's just a foul, foul spirit. Luke chapter 18, um, teacher Shane, if you don't mind grabbing that one for me. Luke chapter 18, starting at verse 9. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Y'all doing all right,
2: son? Right. Encourage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
3: And he spoke this parable. Unto certain which trusted in themselves. They trusted in who? Themselves. Uh huh. And what did they do? That they were righteous. Uh huh. That they were righteous. Go ahead. And despised others. Mm, Despised others. Go ahead. Two men went up into the temple to pray. Mm -hmm. The one a Pharisee, the other a publican. Mm. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. Yah. I thank you that I am not as other men are. Mm. Extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: I, I fast twice in the week. You do
1: what? Twice in the week. Go ahead, teacher.
3: I give tithes of all that I possess. Mm -hmm. And the publican standing afar off not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, Yah, be merciful unto me, a sinner. Mm. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. Right. For everyone that exalts himself shall be abased. Right. And he that humbles himself, shall be exalted. That's right.
1: Let me ask you stuff right there. So let me ask this question here. So how many of you, you feel like that? You feel like, oh, I fast, and I'm do, oh, I, do this, I, times, I do all of these things. How many of you really, you know what? You may not say it, right? But you think it in your heart, right? You think that. You look down on others in that way, right? You don't actually. You don't have to physically say it, right? But the thing about it, you don't realize that you forget is y'all know the intention, know your heart, right? From the things that are are, uh, seen and things that are unseen, he know all of it, right? And so don't think you're going to be justified because you do so much. Don't think because of your works, right? Right, that you you do all of this and and everybody else. Nah, it's the intention behind it. Why are you doing it? Are you doing it to be seen, amen, Right? You remember remember what Shepherd told us? He said, listen, Yeshua, he's the measuring stick, right? That's who we should be patterning ourselves after. We shouldn't be sitting around comparing ourselves among ourselves, right? Because even in that, the word tells us that we're unwise when we do that. We're not wise. We got to get up out of this mentality, out of this old base foolishness. And you know what? We get that from the world. That's where that comes from. Right? I want to do better than them. I want to, that crabs in a barrel type mentality as well, right? That hatred mentality, that slave mentality, true true is what it is. But anyway, as I say, we should be striving to be like Yeshua. And not our brother or our sister, but we should be measuring up the father's standard, right? And stop comparing ourselves, uh, amongst ourselves. Teacher Shane, would you grab for me Luke chapter 12, starting at verse 16. Luke chapter 12, verse. Oh, hallelujah.
3: And he spoke a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plenty. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, "So, you have much goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But Yah said unto him, You fool, this night your soul shall be required of you. Then who shall those things be which you have provided? So is he that lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward Yah. That's right.
1: Not rich toward Yah. So we can't put our trust in none of the things that we have, right? None of these possessions, these worldly gains that we get, right? Well, these things are temporary. The, the word even tells us to set our affections on things that are above, right? And not things on the earth. Because what's gonna happen to the things on this earth, ultimately, right? That's right, they're gonna perish. They're not gonna last. And so we need not to, to, and think that we've, we've gained something, that we, we've achieved something. This stuff don't mean nothing. I remember Shepard he was saying just what, last week, right? I was talking about money, right? And what's real money, right? These Federal Reserve notes, right? That's not real money, right? And he went on to say that we when we pour into our families, that's real money. When we the word, we, we put that word in us, that's real, that's real value, I should say.
2: Yeah.
1: But these things that we can acquire, that, that means nothing. Hallelujah. And and to be truthful, all that stuff does bring about a, a burden upon. I remember when I was moving, I was selling all my stuff and I was coming this way years ago. Man, I, it was like such a burden on me. I had so much stuff, you know what I mean? I had stuff in the attic. I had stuff I had to pray to actually show me, you know, because I didn't, I was like, show me different things, where where all the stuff is. And I had some stuff. I even had books and stuff that I should not have, had, like TVJ's books and all that. I was like, show me where all that stuff at so I can get that stuff and get it out. I felt so much of a burden on me because of having that stuff, you know? And even now, we, we still you know, trying to get rid of stuff. There's just so much stuff, and this stuff never brings happiness. You can never fill that void, right? Never enough. And so that's what Shepherd was trying to, trying to get us to understand that value is not in money, worldly possessions and things. It's not. You know, I heard a brother, it was, a, it was real good that he uh, mentioned on the group that we were part of, and he was basically saying, listen, I know we all are investing, we got certain things tied in world, But it's not for our personal gain, right? It's, so don't get lost in that's all you seeking it's oh I can't wait till this dictating when that comes, right? That's not important. He said, you know what? If we do get this stuff and it comes, it's going to be for the use of Israel, right? Right? <laughs> not, not for ourselves and to be lifted up and to be thinking about getting yachts and all. And all. what does that stuff really? What does it really mean, right? You better be careful, because that stuff will take you out of the way, right? A lot of us can't even handle that, to be, to be honest with you. The word tells us godliness with contentment is great gain. Is that right? Hallelujah. So let's put our trust in, in Yah. All right, moving forward here. Deuteronomy 8 and verse 11. I'm going to read this one. It says, beware that thou forgettest not Yahweh your Elohim. In not keeping his commandments, and his judgment, and his statutes, which I command thee this day. Lest when thou hast eaten, and art full, and hast built goodly houses, and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied. Then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget Yahweh your Elohim, which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage, who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought, where there was no water, who brought thee forth water out of the rock, out rock of flint who led thee in the wilderness with manner which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, right? And that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. You know what? As I'm reading that and, and I'm thinking about this, how many of us, y'all, is trying to humble us, right? How many of us he's trying to humble but we kick him, right? We're still thinking about the leeks and the garlands, right? We're still thinking about Egypt, right? Hallelujah. The thing the thing I always point out about that whole experience too with the wilderness is that you know God knows exactly what we need, we know what's sufficient enough for us, right? It, we we need to be content and learn how to be content with what He gives us and what He blesses us with. Another one I always quote too, and uh I believe it's King David, I believe it's in the songs, but it's you know, don't give me too much or else I'll deny you. Don't give me too little. Don't give me too much, or else I won't acknowledge you. Don't give me too little, and I'll deny you. But just give me what's sufficient enough for me, right? Hallelujah. That's what we need. And believe it or not, saints, I realize that, and I'm learning this, that the, le- the, less, the less we have, right, the better all things are. Honestly, in all truth Often tell this story though, and it's the truth. When I first came came around, like in uh, 2011, I came visit Way, and I just I was amazed because when I entered the gates and I looked around, I saw the, I saw the homes, right? Just basic homes, parallel homes, you know what I mean. Where and, and every, but the thing that I noticed that stood out was that the saints were happy. They didn't care about all of the stuff that I, I'm coming out of the world, right? And so, the city of Alphal, I, I mean, it's it's it, it was big on you know big on Know, status and the things we had. I mean, you get caught up in that stuff. And you really can't, it's no place to be, you know, mentally. It's no place to live wholly out there. And a lot of y'all come from places like that as well. You know, just being in the world, that whole competition, that whole, this is doggy dog, right? That spirit of the world. We're going to talk about that too a little bit. But I noticed how happy the Saints were, and I saw, you know what, this is a place where it's, it's happy, I think this is a place where they can pray, where they can serve him without worrying about all the stuff and about worrying about all of the headache and all the hustle and bustle. Right? <laughs> and even now, today, you know, how the land is improving. It's still, you see the the, the joy and how things are happy, Right? Glory to the king. And that's that's what we should be striving for. Hallelujah. But God is good. So I'll read that again. Uh, Deuteronomy 8 and 16 fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, and that he might prove thee to do good, do thee good, good at thy latter end. And thou say in thy heart, my power and my might of mine hand had gotten me this wealth. You got to be very careful that we don't take that approach, son. No matter what it is that we do, no matter what it is, where we are in this walk, we can't take that approach. You know, it's easy for us to look and and, and, and really um, brag and boast in the things that we think that we're doing. You know, I, I often uh, give thanks like every day. I make a habit of doing Thank you, Father, for giving me the strength to be able to get up this day. Right? You know, as simple as that might be, oh, that that's very important, right? That's very important. Because the minute you think that you're doing it and you think that you're in control, he'll snatch that thing. He'll, he'll show you he's in control real quick. He'll show you. But it's, it's not it's not even by our own piety, and uh, our own might and our power that we even hear today saying, like I said earlier, we could have been lost still, dead in our sins, right? Not even knowing the truth. Hallelujah. And one of the things I think is so scary is this, man. We come from it. Many of us come from religion. We come from places where we thought we were doing right, right? We thought we were in the way. I remember being in the church one time, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like,
2: man, what if this is not it?
1: What if this, you know, that what if type? And I'm like, man, I don't know. I hope, I hope that. know, so I continue to pray. I mean, I pray for This, this is not the future. For me. Stuff just wasn't lining up. I would read something in the Bible and it just, I'd go ask the preacher, I'd go ask the deep to somebody, they would kind of dress it up for me and tell you,
2: oh, no, 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 that's not
1: what it is. I'm like, Come on. it can't be, and I kept asking, and they kept asking, they kept telling me. I remember one time I got sick, I'll tell you all this, from eating pork, pork pack or something like that, and I decided, I'm not eating no more pork, that's it for me, I'm done. This was around the time Hurricane Katrina, and I, I was living in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and so... I told a family member, look, man, that's it. I'm not eating that pork loin, that stuff. I'm sick I'm telling you. And this particular person in the family was supposed to be like the spiritual guru in the family. And I ended up telling them that. And they was like, well, you know you can't do that. You know? And they went to telling me this whole spiel about, oh, it's clean. I'm like, geez. Hmm. But one of the things that, that kind of stood out when I came here and I met Pastor Dow, we was over a campfire, right? The, uh, and I remember him. Exactly the conversation. End up saying something to the fact where he didn't give himself a pass, and I looked. And I'm like, hold up, I wasn't used to that, and I'm like, whoa, man, this, this, now you got my attention, like for real, because all I've ever heard is that people making excuses, you know, dressing down the law, laws on the way with, but no, I finally see somebody who's standing firm on that word, right, and i not making no excuses. I believe what he, he saw that in my eyes because he said, he said, you know what, I noticed I, I, when I was speaking, he said, i never forget the faith. i never forget your eyes. I said, man, I was tuned in because I just had never heard anything like that. That, that really is what I needed to hear. You know what I mean? So we can't make excuses. None of us can, right? Right is right and wrong is wrong. Hallelujah. Not to appease our wicked flesh. Uh, not to appease anybody else or because we don't want to offend anybody, right? Right is right and wrong is wrong. So got to call it for what it is, even if it's within our own cell. Hallelujah. Um, and going forward here, it says uh, Deuteronomy 8, verse 18. But thou shalt remember Yahweh, your Elohim, for it is he that giveth you power to get wealth." I'll read that again. But thou shalt remember Yahweh, your Elohim, for it is he that giveth you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto our fathers, as it is this day. Hallelujah. So at the end of the day, it's all to give him the glory, right? Hallelujah. And see, that's what that brother, that's what that brother was saying when he when he when he got on that group and he addressed it. Like, listen, we do get this, this uh this increase, and, and yeah is favorable to us then we got to use this for the building of the kingdom, straight up, straight up. We got to do that. So that we all can benefit, hallelujah, and progress in this thing. Glory to the king. Hallelujah. Let's see. So we can't get through this without just mentioning, you know, talking about the five, right, hallelujah, which is the king over the children of pride. It's a strong spirit that can only be destroyed by humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God, and completely depend on him. But arrogant, prideful people don't want to depend on Yah. And that makes it difficult for them to be delivered from the spirit of pride. The spirit of pride is a very destructive spirit. If pride can cause an angel to fall, and one-third with him, how much more do you think? It would destroy us if we don't submit ourselves to God. Hallelujah. Serious, right? So we can't mess around with this. I remember, you know, Pastor Paul always would tell me over the years, tell me, it's like, elder, just humble yourself, base yourself, and allow Yah to build you up. Hallelujah. Don't you be so quick to try to exalt yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I remember that. I do. And uh, even more now, hallelujah, it's more prevalent in comprehending what's going on See. A lot of folks that left us uh, sites, the real reality is that you know, y'all cut them off from us, right? You look at their uh, behavior their how they, even when they were here, what they would do, right? Um, you couldn't tell them nothing prior to, right? I know we like to look at others, but let's look at ourselves, right? right? We look at ourselves and we see, you know, if any of that is in us, if we are operating uh, after that same spirit, right? to ultimate. All right, saints, we are three-part beings. We are a soul, we have a spirit, and we live in the body. You know, this is where Leviathan can work. He's at work in our soul, our mind, will, and emotion. Leviathan attempts to block our entrance to the Holy of Holies, into the very presence of Yah. This is the third veil. And once there, We will have what we need. But this third veil was rent when Jesus died on that tree for us. Hallelujah. This was that veil between the spirit-filled realm and the very presence of God. No man could go there except the high priest, and even him could only go only once a year. Hallelujah. Here Leviathan stands to prevent entrance. He attempts to snuff out the lamps, cut off, cut us off from the bread, which is the manna. And he seeks to keep us from offering up daily incense, which are prayers in the spirit. He does not want us to move in the spirit or to have words of knowledge or other spiritual gifts operating in and through us. And see, that's why I mentioned earlier, too, that that the stubbornness and pride, it grieves the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. God can't do nothing with us. We're too too, too lifted up and prideful, right? He can't get the glory out of of all of us. And it just—it just there's no entrance. There's no way to get in. But it says this demon seeks to choke us with spiritual deafness and blindness, and causes us to be tongue-tied. How many of y'all ever did that test where you, uh, you pick up the Bible, you try to read, it, and sleepy, the eyes start to get real—you know, you get tired. Huh? But right away, you pick up a magazine or something, or pick up that phone, or something, find out how alert you are. You by the way, right? Hallelujah! So we already know. You know what was going on, and that's right. Glory to the King. But this is a reference to this says Pharaoh in, in, in and in and the Exodus, which parallels another word that says canon, which means a sea or river monster. Uh, Pharaoh and the Egyptian. Oftentimes, there is an Egyptian spirit tied in with the Bible, a spirit of world, a whirling, right. Uh a Saint told me, a brother he was telling me that he actually had from that, right? Spirit of the world. He didn't really understand what it was at the time, but he said he prayed and so asked by the way, what was that? What was going on? Spirit of the world. And what it was was he, he was never content with being on you know, living outside, apart from the outside world. So used to the hustle and bustle of things. And uh so what's he? Doing? Yeah. Yeah, it's something to really think about, and you know, because I uh, was—I think I was was probably years ago. I was riding for the Amish park, Amish country. I was just—I was just watching how simple, uh, right? They still use the horse plow, all of the things that they have. A lot of them don't even use a horse. I have a modern. I was just looking at it, and I was saying that's. You know what I mean? That's what we should be striving to do in that regard, not so dependent upon the system, and not so all the flashy new things, right? That helps keep us grounded as well, right? And it keeps us sheltered out from the outside world. And so many ways, we have a lot uh, at our fingertips, right? We can, at any moment, we can be across the world, right? We can be in a whole another country. And some stuff that's on that, right? So we don't even need uh, put that stuff before our eyes, right? We're gonna read
2: something
1: here in the second where King David just said that he don't even put you for God. Huh? You know, so getting ourselves uh free from that and that whole spirit of the world and that stubbornness too, because if you look at Pharaoh, right, and how he resisted uh the most high, I'm talking about with a strong on, right? Like I'm not I'm not doing it, I'm not listening. Who are you? Yeah, like I'm not doing it. The question is, like, we gotta really make sure that we don't have that that stout, parted spirit is standing up on the inside, right? We Pretending like we're in, in agreement, right, with what's going on, but in the inside, we're, we're, we're standing up and we're raising. Hallelujah. Things aren't going our way, or you know, that wasn't right. You shouldn't talk to me like that. They shouldn't did this, they shouldn't do that. Whatever the case is, right? Make sure we don't have that in us. Hallelujah. Um, but yeah, that spirit of the world, something to really uh, consider and look into. I mean, I'm not telling y'all nothing new, but it's just to fresh your minds and get you thinking, right? Hallelujah. You know, I think it's it's not ironic, but I was watching the show, like a little documentary, almost like the show, like how it's made. They show you how they make the objects and things like that. Anyway, they had this uh, ship. It's the largest ship in the world. And I was like, look at this. They named it Great Leviathan, something like that. But it was the Leviathan, I think. And this, is, this ship was so big, man. It was the biggest thing ever. It was so robust where it was supposed to get oil from the Gulf and bring it to East and then to Louisiana. And the way they built it, it was just so, um, it was pretty much like unstoppable. Nothing could uh, harm it, nothing. It was able to, you know, uh, all of the oil. What those things called? Is it uh baffles? You know how you have a tanker? You have the different, that's what it's called? Yeah, so each one of those baffles, that's where they hold all of the oil in a different departments, to where they wouldn't lose not one drop of oil. And that's how greedy these people are. But I just thought, why would you name it that? You know what I mean? So what I know is that people, not everybody is just ignorant out there, right? Some of the people, they know what they're doing. Some of them were named... Profess to be witches when they when they profess to have all these other gods and stuff. Some of them know what they're doing. Some of them do some research. I say, look at that! Came the damn thing—the biggest shit that, that that man has ever made to this day, right here, with technology the way it is. They gonna name it that. See that—that's the shit. These heathen—they're something else. Anyway, going forward, um, the context suggests some form of an aquatic monster which dwells in the sea. In the scriptures, the sea represents nations of people. The sea is the voice of many waters, or many peoples, as it is mentioned in the book of Revelation, the great Leviathan, right? We spoke about that. Uh, So moving moving on, I'm gonna go to uh, another thing here, judgment, right? And we'll get back. Um, It's often King King David mentions talks about judgment, right? Throughout the song, mentions it. The word tells us that a righteous man loves judgment, all right? Hallelujah. So you see that he mentions that quite, quite often. Even he himself is sacred, the things that he did and God dealt with. It. But I'm going to read this real quick and then I'll go into some, uh, because it is important, hallelujah, for us to be ruled. But it got to be a righteous rule, right? Hallelujah. The laws and the, and the judgments and the rules out in the world, they're not just changed from situation to situation, or if you have the money to be able to pay your way out of it, you can do that. We can't do that here. You can't bribe. You can't give gifts. You can't do those things, right? It's often any type of judgment. All right. It says, the establishing of the laws and the statute in a nation would by itself be useful, futile, without a means of the judgment by which the laws can be enforced and executed. Judgments are needed to determine and declare the law in a particular situation and afford an appropriate award of punishment. Thus, some system of judging, trespasses, complaints, and suits between two parties need to exist, whereby judgments can be pronounced and executed. No rights or justice could exist in a nation there did not exist a just judicial system that would prescribe the damages, restitutions, or compensation for offenses committed against the name, property rights, person or or another, one person or another. If we look at uh let's see. so when my experience, when I became an elder, right. Um, I wanted to do everything right. I did. I, I was just, I got to get right. I was afraid to mess up. Say, I mean, even just coming into the faith, you know what I mean? Learning who I was, right? But it, even more so, uh, becoming an elder. And I remember having a, a conversation with Professor Dallin. Listen, you need help, too. You got to come to counseling. You got to talk. Talk it over. Whatever's going on, you got to come as well. And uh, he said, listen, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Because, no, no, for real. He said, Don't be afraid to make mistakes. You you are. You're going to make mistakes. And then when you make mistakes, we're going to correct you, right? I said, Yeah. And then he began to tell me, He said, Because a righteous man loves judgment. Is that right? Hallelujah. (laughs) Righteous man loves judgment. I don't know know if you heard it or not over the years, though. You say, Listen, I'm wrong. I want to know. And not only that, I want it to be put out there. I want all the other to know. I want to get myself right. I want to be able to hide, right? You know what I mean? So if we take that approach and want to be right and, and, and don't mind being correct, I think we'll be we'll be better off, right? Hallelujah. I don't think it'll hurt you. I don't I don't think at all it would hurt. You. Let me say this right quick while why it's in my mind, right? This is not on here it is tale my mind because sisters, right? Y'all need to stay in your place. If sisters, you have no right to question a, a man in Israel or to try to correct him or to be even concerned his whereabouts and what he's doing, right? Just know, rest assured, if you see something going on, just know uh, leadership is, is watching as well, right? <laughs> leadership knows what's going on. Don't take things upon yourself what you should. Some of y'all do. Y'all take too much upon your own selves, right? You shouldn't even be worried about certain things that you're worried about. You no, know? no, you shouldn't have a whole council of sisters over here concerned about what this other, this brother doing or that. Y'all don't even know whether or not they came and already talked to us, explained that situation. Y'all understand what's going on? So stay in y'all place. Stay in y'all place. And another thing, how do you even have the time to even be worried about, you know what I mean, another person, another, a man at that, you have no right to be doing that. You have enough to be taken care of. If you have children, you should be worried about those children. If you have a husband, you should be worried about taking care of him, right? I remember Pastor told us, y'all, years ago, y'all have more time, in the day, y'all should be spending more time in prayer, right? Instead of... Running your mouth on those phones, or all this other stuff, y'all have too much that y'all could be doing. Take it or leave it. Receive it or not. Right? And brothers, you you should be checking in on them. Right? There ain't no way. Right? And I'm gonna say this: if another brother, one of y'all young brothers, come and say some foolishness, gonna ask me if you could come to 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 uh y'all can make it here for, for for fellowship to eat and to drink. Y'all can come and make y'all can make it here for service. This is most important,
2: right? There's
1: a there's a verse that says you know that in Israel we're so quick to run to things that are, are, are foolishness, of no value. But when it comes to things that are serious and things that are meaningful, we're so slow to do so. So I mean, I mean, uh-uh, we and, and you don't act, you don't say some foolishness like you tired from the week, from the work week, and you need to rest. Now you get your rest in here. You rest in Yah. <laughs>
2: If you ain't you ain't got
1: nothing, no kind of sickness or whatever that prevents you from getting out that day, you better get your butt up out that bed and be here. Hallelujah! Ready, willing, and ready to praise and pray, you know what I'm saying and praise y'all. With all that. So we so that's what we do. We do too much of that. We feed the flesh too much. Hallelujah! Too much we feed the flesh. And if you just you just take the time. And and to uh, really, how does the word say it? the man can't even control his own flesh? I mean, he he can't do nothing. He, he anything can come in. He's not fortified. He's not built up. He has no protection, right? None whatsoever. Because you give your flesh everything it desires. The word tells you don't give your flesh everything that it desires, right? And so if you didn't know, now you know, man. You get here to worship, get here to praise the Father. I mean, that is, and you know, I, I, I pray this all the time when we, after we eat, and it's, it's reality, it's real. You know, when our bellies are full, we have a tendency to forget, right? It's just the truth, right? We don't feel like doing certain things. We don't want to do the things that we need to be doing, right? Because we're full, we're good, we're satisfied, right? No, man should not live by bread alone, Right? But by every word, that proceeds forth out of the mouth of God. So, so, I don't want you to think that that's, that's just something that we say just to be saying it, like it just, or it, it sounds good to say at the time. No, it's just reality all the time. It, it's just the truth. I have to find myself every day on a daily basis, like really, honestly, making a conscious effort of it to, to really Feel that flesh, man. Like, like, really. And not only when it comes to putting things in my body, but also that mind, right? Controlling that mind. Because listen, if we think we're gonna go through this life and I have no troubles, no trials, no issues, and if the enemy is gonna leave us alone, we sadly mistaken. You can just be going on along about your business and just you know, want to do what's right, but bam, here he comes, and you're not prepared. You're not even ready. You know, I make a habit when I go into, because I go into different places to deliver. I pray ahead of time before I get there. I've had too many run-ins with the enemy. So now, you know, I'm like, nah, I'm going to pray before I get there. I'm going to pray while I'm there. I'm going to pray when I leave. You know? Nah, man. It's just too much. And if, you know, we we sit there and we think, all right, I'm going to just go on about my day and not do anything. Nah, man, because the devil is just busy word says He roams, right? Like a, like, a, like a lion, right? Seeking whom he may devour. Don't get caught slipping, right? Too many times we get caught slipping and we, dang, man, he got me again. Dang, I done fell short again. You knew not to do that, right? You knew you supposed to have self control in that situation and you're going to let these people get you all full. Nah, man. That's because we're not being sober, right? That's a key term. That's a key word that we got to be Sober. We gotta be vigilant. We gotta always be watching, right? Remember Yeshua, when he, he told the disciples that went with him. He said, Man, y'all couldn't just
2: stay up and watch There's
1: a few more minutes with me. Y'all couldn't just y'all couldn't watch. Come on, man, watch with me. It's just a little bit longer. But that's 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 why we go back into what I was saying. We need to be in here praying. We're not praying, we're sitting there, we want to get full, we want to eat. No, get here. It's high time. Thing. Our salvation is, is near more now than when we first believed. Hallelujah. And we can see, we see the world, how it's getting wicked and it's getting—it's waxing worse and worse. It's getting cold and cold, right? We see these things going on right before our eyes. And so we got to be armed. Um, and I'm going to just tell you the truth. Just, you know, within the last few weeks, I'm just seeing how serious it is, right? Um, we, we can't walk in a dual nature. I mean, we really can't. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't have no excuses. Like I can see if we didn't know, right? I can see if we didn't know about the spiritual realm, what happens there, right? That's what a real battle is. I can see if we didn't understand how demons operate. I can see if we weren't a deliverance ministry, right? Then we'd have excuses, sort of say, but not really. But we don't have none of that. We can't. We can't do that. We can't say that. We're just not being proactive. We're just not giving to them, right? We just we want to operate in sin. We want to stay in our condition, right? Nobody's going to pity you in that. And I know what, Yah is not playing with us. He's not going to play with us going forward. He's not. Uh, Our shepherd, you've been saying that uh, Yah has been focused really on us and have us in his crosshairs. It's for a reason. It's for a reason. And so we better get ourselves together and and do it now. Hallelujah. I don't think I can express it enough uh, the way and how I know how serious it is and how things are going and how much more is going to be required of us, right? So, hallelujah, we can come here and dance and shout and play and pretend, but then when we get out of here, it's a whole different person. We don't even, you wouldn't even recognize that person if you saw him out there, right? Just the, the heathen can't even, they wouldn't even, nothing about you would see any light shining whatsoever. You know, I talked about that too. Uh Just a few, uh I think, well, last one on blog talk, you know, we have some of us are really good actors, man. We can really, really go out for some roles and some movies, man. We could probably win some awards, how much we act, right? Shoot. We have people food around here. You when know, we come here and we got our best foot We got our, our nice Sunday clothes on and we inside, it, right? It don't it don't go. It don't go. So we have to actually live this thing. It's gotta actually be a, a lifestyle. Hallelujah. Y'all saw Teacher Eric's video talking about that, about this being like a lifestyle. Right, being being spiritually fit in this thing, not putting on when we come around because it can be discerned. Right, we already know, and we're not doing it for one another. Once again, we have to know. Right, we got to know who we serve and who truly. <laughs> hallelujah, glory to the King for glory. Hallelujah. But yeah, that's that's what uh you know. Shepherd told me upon coming here and. and you know, listen, you don't, you don't mess up, you don't make mistakes. There's only one good, only one, right? Only Yahweh. Uh, um, Yahshua was the only man that came to the church and didn't sin. Is that right? Uh, that's what we should be patterning ourselves after. That's the measure uh, of Glory think We're thankful for him. Uh, we look at wisdom of Solomon. He says in chapter 1, verse 12, it says, seek not death in the error of your life, right? So if you fall short, that's right. hey, don't don't try to do yourself. Don't, it's not the end of the world, right? Hallelujah. But it says, and pull not upon yourselves destruction with the works of your hand. So rock four and nine says, deliver him that suffereth wrong from the hand of the oppressor. And be not faint-hearted when you sit it Hallelujah. Hallelujah! One thing I know for sure is that uh, the leaders here, the elders, teachers, teachers, are righteous in their judgment. And, when, you know, whenever those things go forward, those are some sobering, serious, most realist times uh, that I, I can say that I've, I've been around, you know. A lot of it is led by the Holy Spirit. Like I said, I assure you that you don't have nothing to be, uh, worry about because it's gonna be righteous. It's gonna be just. A matter of fact, we are commanded, right, to do righteous judgment. It will be fair in, in, as it pertains unto the law. You can't judge on a on curry. So favor to Alright? But anyway, it says, don't be faint-hearted in that situation, Uh, knowing that a righteous man loves judgment. Proverbs 10, 17 says, he is in the way of life. That keep it instruction. Say it again. He is in the way of life that keep it structured. But he that refuseth reproof, perisheth. So you're wrong, right? You don't take heed to the instruction or when nobody can tell you that, or when you're above reproof, right? You're out of the way. You're way out of the way. And a lot of the the ones that are gone, that's how they were, right? You can't tell them nothing. They, they were too halty, to prideful, too arrogant, right? They know it all. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Hallelujah. No way to get around it. Is that right? There's no way to get around it. Hallelujah. All of us are on this journey. That's why I kept saying that. We all are on this journey, right? And we don't get it right. But hey, we don't have to go through some things, right? We don't have to learn. Uh, and you see, that's another thing, too, why this is kind of my mind. But it's so easy to point out the flaws, shortcomings, and others. We can see that clearly. You understand? I know y'all know what I'm talking about. But even in our own selves, we miss key points. We miss. It. We can. You know what I'm saying? We, we miss that theme, right? That's in our own eyes. But we want to focus on that moat on somebody else. Hallelujah. Um, Leviticus 19 and 15 says, you shall do no unrighteousness in judgment. Thou shalt not respect the person of the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty, right? But in righteousness shalt thou judge thy neighbor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In righteousness. That's right. You got you to gotta definitely be careful. This is coming up again at us. So, showing that you know that uh, being unjust in the way we deal with uh, with others, right? Um, some we hold on the high on high pedestals, and others we look down upon, right? You got to know that that's not pleasing in the eyesight of God. Is that right? Not at all. I'm gonna go here. Yeah, we got the song. You mind reading that for me? Psalms is one on one.
3: I will sing of mercy and judgment. Mm -hmm. Unto you, O Yah, will I sing.
1: So he will sing of mercy and judgment. Hallelujah. How many of us sing of mercy and judgment unto
3: Yah? Really? I think he's on to something. Go ahead, teacher. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. That's right. Mm -hmm. Oh, when will you come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. Mm -hmm. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes.
1: There it is. see what I'm saying? He said, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. So he's making a conscious effort, right? Not to do a certain thing, right? We are, we are supposed to hate even a garment that is spotted by the flesh. Is that right? And we are to abstain from all appearances of evil. Is that right? But King said that I'm, I'm, he gonna make an effort. I'm not even gonna do it. Right? And that's how we should be. Right? It'd be countless times. Right? Cause I drive and, and a lot of times when I drive, I notice that it, it helps clear my mind. I can think a lot. Right? Some of that stuff I gotta vet. I gotta watch some things that come in there. If I'm not careful, some things will come in and without me even realizing, I'd be in agreement with that, stuff, I'm like, oh, I don't know. No, 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 no. That's not, no, that's not, hell no. And that's when I go into casting that stuff down. Like, I'm not in agreement with that, no. And if it come in front of me, no. No, 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 no. We're not doing ourselves a disservice by doing that. We gotta love righteousness and hate sin, right? the truth is we are not the same as we were before coming into this before conversion, right we are not we don't have to fellas we don't have to you know be down with, with 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 the with the fellas out there whoever and look you see a woman you don't have to you know what i'm saying you don't have to go you don't want your mind to go into that you don't want it to take you to certain places you don't need to be going right because because the truth be told, many of us can't even really handle that, right? We can't just look and then keep going, like right? We are gonna look and our mind gonna wander, and it's gonna take us to places we shouldn't go. You know what I'm saying? If you know something ain't for you, and you see it, don't touch it. Don't you don't have to steal like, it. You ain't gotta play around with. Well, you know what? This been sitting here. This been sitting here quite a few days, and I'm going to leave that stuff alone, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. We don't need to, you know, mess around with certain things. Get it away from us, move on. And that's what I'm learning how to do, not even entertain certain things. We never realize when it's a test, or when things come before us, that's trying to see what, what we're going to do, if we're going to test it, if we're going to pass that test or not, right? We don't even know. We got to abstain from
3: all of this stuff, and
1: hate it, with a passion, like for real. Go ahead, teacher.
3: I hate the work. Of them that turn aside. Mm, uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. You see, a lot of people have turned aside, right? Uh-huh. And they fancy themselves to be righteous. Go ahead.
3: It shall not cleave to me. Mm-mm. They're going to be part of me. That's right. A Look broad heart shall depart from me. That's right. I will not know a wicked person. There it is. You see
1: how, you see his position? And where he's like, uh-uh. Ain't no way. But he's firm in it, right? And that's how we need to be firm, steadfast in the way, right? Not wavering, not going, you know, uh huh. Go for it.
3: Whoso privily slanders his neighbor, uh-huh. him will I cut off. Yeah. Him that has a high look and a proud heart, will mm-hmm. not I suffer. And look at this. Stop right there. It
1: says, whoso privily slandereth his neighbor." So they're doing it privately, right, behind closed doors, right? So when I looked up that word, that word uh, uh, slander, right, it says to use the tongue, to accuse, right? And so we know accusations. We know about that, right? We know, got to know the intentions of it. What, what is what is it there for? What is what's going on? Is it to bring us together or is it to separate us, right? It's to separate us. We see all these people that's out there right now making all these videos and talking against. Them. On one hand, you say you want a man to forgive you, but then on the other hand, this man he he uh, he acknowledged that he was wrong. You still bringing it up. That's the part of that spirit. It never can forgive. It always brings up a record of wrongs, right? Always putting his mouth on people in ways it shouldn't. A lot of times, you don't even understand. You don't even know what's going on, but you just assume, right? This ain't that ain't the way to go. That ain't that ain't righteous. Right? And so any of y'all listen to that foolishness. It, it, it's a sad thing. Because you ain't going to gain nothing from that. These people are offended and they ain't right. They ain't right at all. And the thing about it is this. It says, whosoever privily slander his neighbor, him will I cut off. So y'all's going to cut them off, right? Y'all's done that. You may think they've gone, but they've been cut off. Hallelujah. And you don't want to find yourself in that situation, right? It's better if you know something about somebody, right? Or you see a shortcoming or, or somewhere where they're falling. It's better for you to get on your knees, right? To pray for them. If you're going to do anything.
2: No, it's just
1: the truth. It's just the truth. Because we put more energy, more effort into to to, to to putting our mouths on others than we would to they may really need the prayer. They may really need the help. Where are you at to help them? Where are you at to strengthen them? That's why it says it's so easy to run the things that are foolishness. But when see, when it comes time to do the work and do the things that really mean something, we're so slow to do it. We don't do it, right? And that's the that hate that we have in us, right? Not only hate, but we have hatred some of us for our own damn selves and don't even know it. So how can you love your brother? You're gonna sit there and you're gonna say, Oh, I love you, Father. Yeah, I love you. How you gonna love him? You never seen him. But you got your brother right here. You can't love
2: the hell with
1: that. Like like Deacon Deacon Miguel said, that old romanticism love. And I ain't talking about that kind of love, right? The word tells us to hate not our brother in our heart, but rebuke thy brother, right? And suffer no evil upon him. We're scared to tell each other something when we're out of the way. You know what I'm saying? We're scared, oh, I'm going to hurt their feelings. They're going to look at me wrong. They're not going to talk to me. Nah, you're actually showing love, right? Open. What happened to open rebuke? Last time I remember, it said open rebuke is better than secret love, right? So you're not doing them a favor by keeping your mouth closed. You're not doing them a favor by seeing them in the wrong way. Right? So don't suffer them to fall. You know what I'm saying? If you see them, love them enough. Have enough love for Yah to tell them, hey, this isn't right. You know what I mean? Hallelujah. Hey, teacher, went off a little bit, but hey, we still on though, right?
3: my eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land that they may dwell with me he that walks in a perfect way he shall serve me he that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house he that tells lies shall not tarry in my sight I will Early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all wicked doers from the city of Yah.
1: It is so. It won't. It won't. No wickedness will will, will dwell not amongst us. Hallelujah. And one thing I, I was uh, I did I meant I meant to touch on it, but see how it says there in verse five. It says, "Him that hath a high look and a proud heart will not I suffer." Right. So y'all not dealing with that at all. You see those with they, they 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 nose in the air and they you gotta wonder why y'all say that. Because he mentioned that it more than once, right? And it's something that he just he say, I'm not gonna even endure that and I'm not even putting up with that. I'm not tolerating them that with their heart, the proud hearts, right? In the inside, your your heart, he knows your heart. He knows how powerful you are, he knows your your even the intent of even your thoughts, right? He ain't putting up with it. Hallelujah. We should be tenderhearted one to another, but we also saints to be humbling ourselves one to another, hallelujah, submitting ourselves one to another. Um making an environment around us just conducive for yeah and conducive for the Holy Spirit as well. Right? Not gonna dwell in that in, in, with us being so so puffed up and prideful. Not gonna deal with all of that. Let me move on. Um Hallelujah. Went over uh slander, uh went over uh refuse. Uh let's see. Lies and falsehoods. We go here. Psalms one twenty. Y'all still doing okay? I don't talk to you. I'm trying to slow it down here. Hallelujah. Definitely don't want to bore y'all with running my mouth down. Here. But Psalms one twenty. Right here. It says, in my distress, I cried unto Yahweh, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Yah, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given unto thee? Or what shall be done unto thee, thou false tongue? Hallelujah. You know, thanks, um, this is real. This, is, this happens. It goes on among us. We're commanded not to even do so, right? Not to lie. We think just because we withhold information or we don't tell the whole truth that we're good. We're not lying, right? But we're lying. We do lie, right? When we do that, we don't be truthful and and upfront. All right. One, one, one to another. Um, we're commanded not to do that. We're commanded not to lie when you don't tell the whole truth or, you know, like to go around and they yeah, ask this person this, that one, that, and then you don't present all the information. It's it's straight up a lie, you know what I mean? Because a lot of times you do it you're trying to deceive and being deceitful, because you're trying to get your way or you're trying to push a point or whatever the case is, right? Is is not right. Hallelujah. Um and that's the thing also, y'all see all of this stuff, right? Um I had another verse here, but I won't go there because I don't have it. I, I didn't. I didn't write it all, but um had something to do with lying, Hallelujah! But I'm gonna go to Sirach, Sirach chapter 30, That's Ecclesiastic. Wow. And I'm moving. I'm switching gears, going on to just tithing, right because it all that's something to do with what we're talking about. Is that right? How many of y'all ever got a working? Oh, I got you behind to what? Yeah? Hallelujah. Right. Do y'all still get whoopings Seriously? Sorry. Not fun, is it? Hallelujah. So you can understand that in the natural. Clearly, you should understand in the spirit, right? It's for your own good, and it's not to destroy you, right? Not to harm you. We all need to be put in check time to time. all right? right? I know I do. I know I do. I'm not going to act like I don't. This is for me as well, right? So, Sirach, Ecclesiastes chapter 30, starting at verse 1. It says, He that loveth his son causeth him off to fill the rod that he may have joy of him in the end. Alright, so he's doing that now, right? Training them right, getting them right, you know, so that in the end, I'm gonna say this. Now, my my parents they weren't in the faith, right? They were, but well, they still are. Just even, right? But I thought, especially my mom, right? She showed me the most love. She would whoop me, like she would she would deal with me. She would punch me. She, would, she just didn't want me to be soft, right? So she dealt with me. My dad, on the other hand, like he mentioned, well, I I did whip him once when he was younger. Growing up, he did. I just feared him. So when he was around, he only had to tell, talk to me. I got myself together, right? So my mom, she had to really deal with it. <laughs> but I said all that to say, I don't know what I was going with it. I was going somewhere with it, right? Probably. it'll 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 come back to me, Lord, the King. But uh, yeah, that's what I was getting at. So I noticed that the older I got, right? The older I got, the the kind of kind of. Especially my mom and even my dad, they didn't have to talk to me so much, they didn't have to discipline me so much. And I realized, you know what? It's because of that fear that they had already imputed into me, right? That I I didn't even have to they didn't have to do all those things anymore. But you can rest assured that if they wouldn't have put those parameters in place and did what they had to do, I would have been just like the rest of them in the neighborhood, you know what I mean? So I'm thankful for it. But keep that in mind in where we're going in this in the word, all right? Verse 2 of Ecclesiastes chapter 30 says, He that chastiseth his son shall have joy in him and shall rejoice of him among his acquaintance. He that teacheth his son grieveth the enemy. Hear that? So see how important it is for us to teach our son? And before his friends he shall rejoice of him. I'm going to skip down from there. I'm going to skip down to verse 7. It says, he that make it too much of his son shall bind up his wounds, and his bowels will be troubled at every city, right? Verse 8 says, and a an horse not broken cometh headstrong. Plenty of y'all ever had animals, right, that, you know, you neglect to train them when they were young and then they get older and you just can't do nothing with them, right? Too much out of control, and a child left to himself will be willful, right? So we got to be careful, right? That we we know exactly what's going on with our children, right? Right? We can't have them out just doing all anything while we're just doing us. We our need time, or we, you know, we getting a break. Or, no, those children, right, need to be accounted for, attended to all the time, right? You even need to know what the things that they put before their eyes, right? You don't want them to become willful. <laughs> How how is it though? I'm just wondering. Like I know y'all sisters work hard, right? I know y'all work hard with the children, especially if you have more than one. But how is it that you just want to be free and you want your, your day or my time or whatever? Come on, man, huh? It's really can you can we take off like that? Like we can? I understand you need a break, but how is it that you want constantly? You constantly want to be free to do your thing. What about that child? That child didn't ask to be here, right? These children didn't ask to be here. Especially if they're really, really young. They're at an age where they cannot, they can't afford to be by themselves. They need to be guarded and watched, right? Because you see what they'll do. You know what you would do. We're children, right? We're children, right? We're children of Yah. And so what if we are left on our own, right? When we were left to ourselves, what we got ourselves into, right? Same thing, right? Verse 9 here, it says, I'll read 8 again. And a horse not broken becometh headstrong, and a child left to himself will be wilted. Cocker thy child, and he shall make thee afraid. Play with him, and he will bring you to heaviness. Laugh not with him, lest thou have sorrow with him, and lest thou gnash thy teeth in the end. Give him no liberty in his youth, and wink not at his follies. Hear that? Wink not at his follies. Don't give him the liberty to do whatever when he's young, him or her, and especially her. Right with the word in the apocryphal, What it tells? Don't give her too much liberty. Don't do it. You stern with your daughters. That's not. That's not hurting her. Enough that's not going. That's only going to get her prepared. Right. For the man in whom she will be with, right? You want her to understand and be able to, to receive rebu- rebuke and correction, right? she's gonna need it. All of the things in this book, especially the apocryphal, that warn us about women, right? They need the guidance. So when you deal with them young, that's you're not her, you're not you're not doing them a disservice. In fact, you're helping. Them, you're strengthening them, building them up, getting them ready. Verse thirteen: ties thy son time. Did I, did I not do 12? All right. Good. I'm glad I didn't. I see that. Thank you, brother. It says, bow down his neck while he is young and beat him on the sides while he is a child. Lest he wax stubborn. You hear that? You don't even want him to wax stubborn when he's a child. But deal with him early on. And, and, and it goes on to say and he I'm going to read that again. Bow down the neck while he is young, and beat him on the side while he is a child, lest he wax stubborn and be disobedient unto you, and so bring sorrow to your heart. Hallelujah. Chastise your son, and hold him to labor, lest his lewd behavior be an offense unto you, right? So he's going to show out, right, when he gets of age. And you're going to be the one to feel it, it, right? So right now, when you feel like you don't want nobody to tell your child nothing, and your child is, he's too good to get corrected, or she is too good to be told anything, just know what you're doing, how you're setting them up, right? Shoot. And I heard a shepherd say this before. He said, you know, we don't have no desire. Nobody in Israel desire desired to, to mistreat your child. How is it that in the world we could get uh, chastised, we could get whooped by multiple people? The neighbor over here, they saw you doing something, then they dealt with you, right? And this one saw something, they, they deal with you again. And then they go tell your parents, and then you get it from them. Nowadays, here we are in the faith, right? Well, we should be helpers one to another. Well, we should hold accountability wow. one in the church. But we can't we can't tell one another's children nothing. A brother was sitting right there just the other day, last what, about I believe, or, the, or about before that. And my sons were right there and he was telling, look, just you know whatever you do, they're gonna do. So you need to da 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 da. And he didn't hesitate. He he dealt with him right then and I'm just sitting back like, yep, deal with him. Right? Because he saw it, not it, whatever it was. And he didn't—not at all—not didn't feel anything about it, and I didn't feel anyway. I was most appreciative that he did do that, and he felt like he knew that he could do it. And so, the same for his children. When I see his boys doing something, I'm gonna listen, you know. And it's out of love, not because oh you told mine something, and I'm gonna tell. No, if I see him out of the way, then I I I will help you in that way, or help them in that way. We got to get out of our feelings, you know, because you know what it is? It's a rebuke against you because you know that they're not right, right? And, I, and I'm going to say it openly, any of y'all see my sons or my daughter doing something and they're out of the way, I'm not around, you deal with them. Deal with them in love, though, right? And then let me know how you dealt with them. And I deal with them even further. Right? I'm not going to uphold them. I'm not going to question you why you did what you did. No, they had to do something because I know, right? Now, some of y'all, y'all out your mind, though. You know, I got to watch some of y'all. Some of y'all. Hallelujah. But all out of love, though, right? Out of love. Hallelujah. All oh, right. Hallelujah. Mercy endureth forever. Uh, we need it, right? We need it. Where we at? Alright, let's go here. Let's go to Deuteronomy, right? Deuteronomy chapter eight. We bring it on home y'all y'all don't get offended, right? Huh? Let's 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 tie it in to the word. Let's let's we're already in the word. Deuteronomy eight. long uh Chapter 8, verse 5, it says, Thou shalt also consider in thine heart that as a man chasteneth his son, so Yahweh, your Elohim, chasteneth you. Right? That's why I said that earlier. If you can understand it in natural, now you should be able to understand spiritually, right? Verse 6 says, Therefore, thou shalt keep the commandments of Yahweh, your Elohim, to walk in his ways, and to fear him. Hallelujah. Glory Amen. to the king. Let me go here. Go. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, starting at verse 5. And it says, And you have forgotten. Let's start at verse 3. For consider him that endureth such contradiction of sinners against himself that she be weary and faint in your mind. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood striving against sin. Verse 5 says, And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of Yahweh, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. You hear that? So this is repeated again, right? So know that it's going, it's going to come, right? It's inevitable. You're going to get it. So don't faint, right? For whom Yahweh love it. You hear that? Whom Yahweh love it. So you got to be worried. You got to be wondering. If he don't love you're not getting chastised. You're not getting chastised, right? You got to wonder. And I'll say that again. Yet, my son, despise not thou the chastening of Yahweh, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom Yahweh loveth, he chasteneth, and scourges every son whom he receives. So, that is, if you endure chastening, Yah dealeth with you as with sons, right? So that's something to be grateful for, to be joyful for. I'm a son, right? I'm being chastened of Yah. Hallelujah. It's all about changing the mind, right? We got to change this mind on how we look at things. It's not a time for doom and gloom, right? It's not a time to beat yourself up. No, but if you receive that, then hey, no, guess what? He's working with you. I don't know about y'all, but I pray for it, right? I pray to to be better. Like, show me, Father, where I'm not right so I can get better, right? That's the only way I'm going to do it. I need your help. I need my eyes to be open. I I need it, Father. Help me. You know, if I'm out of the way, get me in the right way, right?
2: I'll
1: tell you one thing that we need to start doing, too, if we're not. When we're praying these kind of prayers, we need to be very careful. But not careful in a sense, but we need to be mindful and praying and ask Father, hey, you know what? Allow me, give me the strength. Help me to be able to endure, right, what it is you're going to show me. Help me to endure whatever I have to face or encounter, right? He's not going to give you more than what you can bear. Hallelujah. But just make sure you're arming yourself and you're, you're preparing yourself. I'll read that again, verse six. For whom Yahweh loveth, he chasteneth, and scourges every son whom, he, son whom he received. If you endureth chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if you be without chastisement, Whereof all are partakers, then are you bastards and not sons? Hallelujah! So we don't want to get to that place. We don't ever get to that place where we think we've arrived, right? And we can't receive. We can't. None of that. We don't want to be there. Furthermore, we have had fathers. Listen to this. Here we go. That's the reason I brought that out, right in the beginning. Now we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us. And we gave them reverence, right? Did you not? Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live, right? Even the more so. For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure. But he for our profit that we... Hallelujah. but but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now listen to this, verse 11. Now no chastening, for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it it the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Hallelujah. Glory to the king. So in essence, humble yourself, right? At the mighty hand of Yah. Receive it. Embrace it. Know why it's there. Hallelujah. Know that you are sons, right? And not bastards. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down, and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Hallelujah. 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 Praise. All praise most high all Glory. Watch and pray. Hallelujah. I touched a little bit about it. We're gonna talk some more. Hallelujah. Because it's, it's, it's important, hallelujah. Um I remember hearing that you know anything that that be done or, or that 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 should be done and t- taken place in a major way needs to be done by prayer, by watching unto prayer, hallelujah. Uh We have that that avenue to pray unto the Father. We have that, that that option to be able to call on Him. And you don't understand something, else. time of trouble. How the word tells us he's a present help in the time of trouble. Is that not? Is that right? And so we have that option to to rely on him. Hallelujah! But we got to do it. We got to put forth the effort. The set apart ones should always pray together in one mind and one spirit. In fact, we are admonished to pray without ceasing. Right. So that means all the time. You could be going about your day, be at work, be at home, you could be wherever. You know, take that time. You know, that's what I'm finding too. Like just in that in that downtime or that, or that time, it's so easy for the enemy to slip in. That should be the time. Hey, bam, we go right into, excuse me, prayer. Right? Not not allowing any idleness to even come upon us. Right? Even while we're so called doing stuff, keeping that mind active. Right? We can still pray in our minds. You know, one of the things that I do, I make a habit of doing it, is praying uh, for, for saints, especially if I find myself in a particular situation. I'm going to pray from that point on for saints. You know, if, if any of my brothers out here have ever dealt with this and dealing with this situation, coming, I don't know, with this, Father, help them in this situation. I'm always praying for those who are in other countries, in whatever province, whatever city, whatever state, whatever community, wherever the saints are, right? Just praying, whatever it is. I don't need to know every specific thing about every person, but especially if somebody come across my mind, right then and there's a, a perfect opportunity, Father, strengthen them right now. Whatever's going on, help them, Father. Wherever they are, help them. You know, some some saints they live and they thrive off of hearing bad news about others, right? They love to hear the the, the mess, as I call it, and that's what it is. You know. Why not lift them up in that time? Why not? You don't have to do no investigation. You don't have to know all what's going on. Because a lot of times you're not seeking that, that information so that you can be of help to them, right? You want to hear that information because you it tickles your ear. Oh, they doing that? Oh, well, yeah. I would never. Or oh, guess what? I, I and brothers. What the hell? Is, what, what the hell? I don't give a damn about no goddamn the football team. Or what the, I don't even know who was in the Super Bowl. We put so much emphasis on things that don't mean nothing, right? Who cares about that, right? I remember, I remember when I came into the faith. Man, I'm sitting there talking to my dad, and I'm sitting, there, I'm like, he's sitting there talking about football, and I'm like, you know, I, respectfully, sir, listen, man, football don't have no real relevance in society, like you know. And he got so mad and upset. So what if I felt the same way about what you're doing and all that stuff you believe in? I said, guess what? It's not mine. I don't speak my words when I'm talking to, when I'm talking to y'all. This is the word of God, of y'all, right? So, so feel that way all you want, all day. I gave you the opportunity. I told you the truth. You know what i So you can feel how you want to feel, but this is the truth. And the reason you're rising up is because you know it's true, something within you know it's true, right? But anyway, moving on. We need to be praying without ceasing. <laughs> Hallelujah. We see all the things we're up against, right? Especially as we find ourselves in what we call the Dead Sea, right? So much goes on during this time, right? I remember coming into the faith, I mean, the first few years, I was like, oh, oh whatever, whatever. I ain't, whatever, just keep going, right? And I remember talking to uh, Brother, Mitch, Brother Mitch at the time. And I was like, man, you know, we, we were so happy that we made it back to Passover one year. And he was like, man, I was thinking the same thing. Like, I'm so so thankful. Like, I'm really, like, counting count to all joy. Like, really thankful to be here right now. And after that, I tell you no lie. Like, we start, I, I, I started really paying attention. Like, this thing, really, that's, that's when it damn up the fight. It really is real during this time, Right? So especially as we find ourselves in what we call the dead season, we should intercede when saints are sick, when they're going through trials or persecutions. But here's the key, only if it's because of righteousness sake, right? We're not going to be sitting there, you know, trying to give nobody a pass or or trying to pray for them or whatever if they're in sin, if they're not in the right way. Nah, we ain't got time for that. Nah, we got to let God deal with that. Look at Matthew 26 and verse 36. Let's look at the Messiah, right? Remember, we always watch again. He's always the example, the measuring stick, right? It says, then cometh Yeshua with them unto a place called Gethsemane and said unto the disciples, sit you here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then he said, then said he unto them, my soul is exceeding, exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. So he knew what time it was, right? He knew that he had to offer himself up as a sacrifice for us. He already knew what time it was. So he was very, very sorry. It says, tarry ye here. That's what he told them. Tarry you here and watch with me. So he needed them, right, for the support. He needed them to watch with him during that time, right? And it was a, a time of need. Would you agree? It was a valid time of need. I got y'all here with me for comfort, right, the edification. I need to, just be here with me, right here with you. And that's why I'm saying, like, when, when people are going through things, right, that's not a time for us to be, you know, we need to be oh, all lifting up, like standing in the gap for those, right? War with me. Watch with me just for a little while, right? It does you no good, right, to pull out all the bad stuff. We know all that stuff, right? But, Father, if he's yours, Father, if she's yours, right, Father, help them deal with them at this time, right? Anyway, moving on. Here it is. Here it is. It says, verse um, 26, Matthew 26, 39, it says, And he went a little further. And he fell on his face. And he prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. So even in that, you're talking about the Messiah, right? This is Yah manifest in the flesh. He's here. And he, he himself had to humble himself, right? On uh, the account of us, right? For us. This is a man who knew no sin. He did not even have to do this, but he humbled himself unto death, right? Here we are in this life. We're dealing with these, these well, I say small trials and small temptations, but they, they they real because if we can't overcome them, then there's something big in our life, right? We need to be able to get to the point where we can give it up, even unto death, where we are resisting these things, right? Resist the devil so that he may flee well, let's keep it in context, right? We're talking about the Messiah, right? And he had to, it's this thing he had to do. He had to offer himself up. Had, on, on, the, on the account of us all, Israel, right? And it says, verse 26, I'm sorry, Matthew 26, verse 40, and he cometh unto the disciples, and he findeth them asleep, and said unto Peter, what? Could you not watch with me just one hour? You can't watch with me one hour? Come on. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is what? You know it's weak. And I'm not, don't say anything. I'm getting on Peter. No, because shit, if any of us was in it, me, if I was in necessarily situation, what would I have done, right? We're not talking about no, just no, anybody that just come into the way. Nah, these men, they were chosen out by, 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 by Yeshua, right? And even them, they got weary, right? They got weak. So all of us, that should be a lesson for us, that we should be striving to be to get stronger, right? So we can be of help, right? We can't be that way if we're so prideful and puffed up, though. Matthew 26, 42 says, He went away again the second time, and he prayed, saying, Oh, my Father. see, he didn't want to go through this, man. You got to understand, this is a heavy weight. You understand? Jesus, the sins of this, come on, man. He's right. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He went away again the second time, and he prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drank it. Thy will be done. Again, you just, you know what? I'm a friend of your will, Father. Your will. Take that and and just equate it to your own life, right? Whatever it is, right? Whatever it is, right? You know it's the right thing, but you're still kicking on the inside. You're still fighting against it. Whatever, right? You know what it is. The heart knows it's own bitterness, Look at the Messiah and look what he did. He didn't even have to do
2: it. Y'all know he didn't have to do it.
1: For a people, right? A disobedient, a people that, that turned their back on. me stiff because of the, the covenant he made with our fathers Abraham, right? Isaac and Jacob. But only because of them, the covenant that he made that he, he, he went through with this. He, didn't have, he could have created a people unto himself. He's faithful, y'all. He's just. Why is it that we can't give a little? Why is it that we can't give of ourselves? Even unto
2: death, right? And
1: he, and, he, and he came and he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them, and he went away again. And he prayed the third time, saying the same way. Then cometh he to his disciples, and he said unto them, Say, Sleep on now, and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is prayed to you. Hand of sinners. Rise, let us, go, let us be going. Hold, he is at hand that doeth praise. Hallelujah. You look at Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30. It says, And I sought for a man among that should make up the head and stand in the gap. Before me, for the land, that I should not destroy it, yet, but I found none. Hmm. Thanks, we don't want to be found in that state, right? That if we, we need God, we, we need somebody, right? Just to stand in the gap, just to intercede, just to, just to make up the head. We want to be at least one of us, huh? Hallelujah, at least one of us able to stand. Hallelujah, Hallelujah! Let's see the power that we possess in prayer. And we we see what was going on in in the Book of Judah in, in the Apocrypha. We see how they rallied together, right, on one accord, uh, in a time of need, and um, how they 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 every man and woman and little child, little children, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, they fell before the temple and they cast ashes upon their heads and spread out their sackcloth before the face of of Yahweh. Also, they put on sackcloth about the altar. It's not a shameful thing. Like it's not. It's not uncommon for us as people, right, to put on sackcloth and ashes, right, right, to to humble ourselves to that degree. Hallelujah, hallelujah! And cried to Yah of Israel, all with one consent, earnestly that he would not give their children for a prey, and that their wives for a spoil and the cities of their inheritance to destruction, and the sanctuary to to profanation and reproach, and for the nations to rejoice at. So Yah heard their prayers, and he looked upon their afflictions, for the people fasted many days in all Judea, and Jerusalem before the sanctuary of Yahweh Almighty. And Jehoiakim, the high priest, and all the priests, that stood before Yahweh, and they which ministered unto Yahweh had their loins girth with sackcloth, and offered the daily burnt offering with the vows and free gifts of the people. And listen to this. Verse fifteen says, and had ashes on their fire, and cried unto Yahweh with all their power. You hear that? That he would look upon all the house of Israel. Hallelujah. Glory to the clean. But y'all heard them, right? He heard the prayer. Um, I have just, just a few more here. Um, I'll repeat it again in Mark 14 and 38. It says, Watch and pray that you enter into trial. This is from the scripture, Prayer. The spirit indeed is eager, but the flesh is eager. Hallelujah. Got a couple of verses here on Humility, honor, and humility. This is Sarah. Rock chapter three. Hallelujah. Chapter three. I'm gonna start at verse seventeen. It says, My son, go on with thy business and meekness. So shalt thou be beloved of him that is approved. The greater thou art, the more humble thyself. And thou shalt find favor before Yahweh. Many are in high place and of renown, but mysteries are revealed unto the meek. For the power of Yahweh is great, and he is honored of the loaded. Seek not out the things that are too hard for thee. You hear that? Seek not out the things that are too hard for thee. Neither search the things that are above your strength. Are we? And I forget the, the verse at this time, but it says something in the law. It says something to the effect that the secret things that are of Yah. Something to the effect that they are revealed. But the things that are that are not revealed, they're of Yah. But just the things that are for us, He's gonna reveal them to us, right? They're for us, right? Don't try to go too high above your means and try to figure out certain things that, that don't have nothing to do with you, right? It says, for the power of Yahweh is great and he is honored of the lowly. Seek not out the things that are too hard for you, neither search the things that are above your strength. For what is commanded you, think thereon with reverence. For it is not needful for you To see with with thine eyes the things that are in secret. That that reiterates it right there. Be not curious in unnecessary matters. For more things are showed unto you than men understand. For many are deceived by their own vain opinion. And an evil suspicion hath overthrown their judgment. Without eyes thou shalt want light. Profess not the knowledge thereof that thou hast not. A stubborn heart shall fare evil at the last, and he that loveth danger shall perish therein. An obstinate heart shall be laden with sorrows, and a wicked man shall heap sin upon sin. In the punishment of the proud there is no remedy, for the plant of wickedness hath taken root in him. Hallelujah. Glory to the King. Psalm 131. Psalm 131. I'm going to start at verse 1. Yahweh, my heart is not halting, nor my eyes lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Surely I have behaved and quieted myself as a child that is weaned of his mother. My soul is even as a weaned child. So he's saying he's real low, right? Let Israel hope in Yahweh from henceforth and forever. Hallelujah. Glory to the king. I got one more here. Hallelujah. I got one more here. First Thessalonians. And this, you know, pretty much just sums up everything uh talking about. Um, Roll to the king. God is still good, right? God is good. His mercy and do it forever. And I want to say this too it's not getting on anybody in particular. Like, you know what I'm saying? Don't even take the person, none of it, right? But it's all for our edification, right? Exhortation and for our comfort. It's for us so that we can be better uh, Israelites, right? One to another. And then we can be better servants unto God, right? Uh, righteous, uh, putting all wicked and evil uh, away from us, right? It's high time that we stop making excuses. It's high time that we get out of all of this mediocrity. Uh, just just the fact that we're here, we think we're doing something. Just because we check in, we think we're checking in the time, right? It's bigger than that. It's bigger than each one of us, right? We should be looking out for our, 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 our brother or our sister. We should be looking out for the betterment of them more than our own selves, right? Whatever y'all do for us is to help all of us so that we all can be a benefit, right? So no matter where you are in the body, right, you should be trying to do the best that you can be doing in the, in the body and, and serving y'all to the best, right, of your ability, right? Not thinking you are too 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 much or too highly uh, above or too, too puffed up in, your, in the spirit of your own mind, right? Learn to humble yourself. And just like Pastor Core would tell me that, it, he, told, he had to tell me all of that, all of them years, right? And I'm starting to understand and comprehend. Where he was going with that, right? So let us be helpless one to another, right, in the, in the fear of Yah, right? Loving one another, caring for one another. And like I said, I, I wanted to reiterate that praying for one another. That's so powerful, right, the, the, the fact that we can pray unto Yah. Glory to the king. But Yah is good, right? He really is. So First Thessalonians chapter 5, and I'm going to start at verse 12. And it says here, it says, and we beseech you, we beg you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the master and admonish you and to esteem them very high in love for their works' sake and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, Comfort the feeble-minded. Support the weak. Be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Hallelujah. It says rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of YAH in Christ concerning you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. shepherd always says, always remind the people to always give thanks, right? You should always be giving thanks to YAH. Hallelujah. And and this is one of those go-to verses right here. When, in, in, in that regard because it says in everything, right? Everything. No matter if it's a or it's a heart, heart, hardship, you know, whatever the case is, always give thanks. Listen to this. Verse 19. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesying. Prove all things and hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil, and the very YAH of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, YAH, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Master, Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by Yahweh that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Master Jesus Christ be with you all. Hallelujah. Bless you all. Saints, if I, if I could encourage you, one last word. I mean, if you can't do nothing else but stand. Stand, Israel. Hallelujah. He that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Hallelujah. Yah is our strength, right? He is our buckler. He is our high tower. He is our, our present help in time of trouble. Hallelujah. Call on him. Hallelujah. Call on him. Bless you all, saints. Most high, y'all. We bless you this day, Father. We thank you so much, Father, for this word, Father, that went forth, Father. Pray that it would minister to the hearts and the minds of your people, Father, your word. Father, let your will be done and not ours, Father. Prick our hearts and our minds, Father, that we can become better servants, Father, of you, Father, and one another. We thank you so much for everything you've blessed us with, Father. All things, Father. We will be careful, Father. Remember, Father, that everything that you've done for us and where we're at right now, it's your will for us right now. And we thank you for it. Hallelujah. We bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you so much. Hallelujah. We pray for protection. Hallelujah. 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 Let's keep our shepherd lifted. Hallelujah. Heavenly Mother Carol, for they so much need their rest. And we thankful for them. Uh, and uh his entire family, right, for the labor and all of straightway, all of you all, hallelujah. Um, as as helpers one to another. So bless y'all,
2: hallelujah, to